Okay. And try holding it a little bit farther away, like even there. It's a little bit farther away. It's a little bit farther away. And I'm just telling you a really interesting story about myself. Um, you know, I don't feel that I have an identity because of it. So basically, I think it, it doesn't set me out as having a specific identity. At least I feel like it shouldn't. Um, you know, it never had any kind of social connections to it, any kind of societal repercussions, any kind of sense of right or wrong. It was just a colour. You're doing free coffees this week, yeah? Oh, what is that? Oh. Um, okay, that's okay. Can I just have a cappuccino, please? Yeah. I was maybe 20. Two, yeah, 2022, 20, I think. And I just remember thinking, oh boy, I don't even want to think about what this means because that would open a whole can of worms. And that was the phrase that I thought. I don't even know why I thought that. And then, I'm yeah, I met this guy and um, he was really lovely. We hit it off and had a kiss. And then the next day he called and he was like, so, you know, do you want to meet up and go out and... And I said, um, actually, actually, um, I need to tell you something. Um, and he just laughed and he said, no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. I said, but I am. <laughs> But um, I kind of felt my felt like it was a battle of wills almost. It was like not really. I was like, I don't. I mean, I think I am, but I also really want to hang out with you, and I don't understand why I seem to like also think that you're cute too. And so, anyway, I went out with him for two entire years, and while watching episodes of The L Word on my laptop alone, relentlessly. I didn't sleep with a guy until I was, um, I was about 22, which was very late. Um, but again, whenever I finally did, it was just that I, I thought I, I need to do this. You know, it's becoming a thing, you know, I, I need to do this because it's not for want of people wanting to. It wasn't even a situation where I felt I was consciously suppressing something or I just, I just never occurred to me. It literally never occurred to me. It's like it didn't occur to me that I was Greek, you know, because I'm not Greek. And it was like that. I just, it didn't occur to me. I was a couple of weeks off my 24th birthday. Um, I remember sitting in my living room with two friends, Keith and Chris. They were talking about the gay club that they were going to go to that night. And I remember it was the middle of the afternoon and we we're having a glass of wine in the house. Um, I <laughs> don't know why. And... And I said, you know, maybe I could tag along. Maybe I could come to this gay club with them because maybe I was bisexual. I was like looking up online all the time, like, am I gay? How do you know if you really are or you're not? Or Because I was also still attracted to guys and I watched uh, Brokeback Mountain 
when it came out in the theater, I felt really upset and I was just like, oh my God, that is, that is what is going to happen to me. I'm going to live this tortured, awful life if I don't just be true to myself. And I really felt really troubled and a bit sort of shaken by that and thought, well, that's it. I'm definitely bisexual, you know, for sure. So I, I told my sister Joy, I was like, I need to tell you something. I'm bisexual. And I heard the words come out of my mouth and I didn't know where they'd come from. Um, didn't know where they came from at all. Um, and they were like, okay, yeah, um, yeah, okay. <laughs> but in very sort of, on the one hand, accepting sort of a, well, you know, I'll just ride with that. But also that, you know, they were just, it was a strange, I, I had never given any indication. And I ended up basically, I think, abandoning everyone who was at my birthday party and going to the gay club with Keith and Chris. Um, it was called the Kremlin in Belfast. And uh, I remember just getting so drunk because I was determined before I left there that night that I was going to kiss a girl. I was just standing on the dance floor with my hands at my side and then and I just remember like looking at people and thinking, I have completely forgotten how to dance. I had to like mechanically make my body move again. I was never going to be emotionally satisfied. Two years later, when I broke up with him because I was moving to Belfast, I said, you know, look, I'm, I really actually am gay. And then at some point, as the lights went up at the end of the night, I ended up kissing the girl, um, sort of leaning against the wall. Yeah, I guess overnight it just sort of changed for me, my, my landscape, my, my emotional landscape. So I ended up telling my dad and just said, Dad, I just need to tell you something, I'm, I'm gay. And I just kind of cried and he just sort of sat there and was like, okay, well, well I love you. And was the moment our relationship started going in its two separate ways, I think. And that was kind of the start of it. Out of all was as the years went by, she kept growing older in the picture. In ten years, the small girl had become a young woman. In thirty years, she was middle-aged. I met Sarah at a time in my life when I definitely wasn't looking for someone or expecting to meet someone. Um, 
it was a very tough time on a personal level. Um, and a friend invited me to a supper club, which was a, a sort of a social evening where strangers gathered together <laughs> to eat food cooked by people that you've never met. Um, what could go wrong? Um, I used to run these dinners for 12 to 15 guests that would come along and um, pay a bit of money and have a three course meal and that I would cook and they would all just be able to meet each other and just be a big group of strangers. And that's where I first saw Sarah. Um, she had a girlfriend at the time um, and I, I remember walking into the room and seeing her behind the counter where she was preparing food. Um, and I, I don't know, there's just something about her initially. Typically, I would get cleaned up in supper club and let the party goers have at it and just leave them to having a nice time. And I would leave and go downstairs. But that night I stayed and I stayed up and I stayed with them and I hung out because I wanted to see this girl and I wanted to hear her. And um, she really made me laugh and I thought she was just really lovely. At the end of the evening, we were, um, I, I was just waiting on a, on a, on a taxi home. Um, for some reason, we, I ended up like saying, have you ever seen this music video of this, <laughs> this song that I really like? And we stood at the end of the night, we watched this Beirut video that she wanted me to see, or I wanted her to see. And we just stood there kind of side by side watching it. And just, just very strangely, I cannot even, I cannot even describe this, but I just suggested we put this on and we just stood watching it. And then we kind of like, my taxi came and we kind of just went our separate ways in our lives. I just, I thought she was really, really something. I don't know. I didn't think about Sarah after that. I, you know, it, I just, I guess, wasn't in that sort of a place in my mind. I sent her a Facebook message. Just completely out of the blue, apropos of nothing, just saying, you know, hello. I know we don't know each other, but... Would you like to do something... Um, go play some Scrabble and drink some herbal tea. Or be friends, or how do you go about doing this? I don't know. I don't know anything about your life, but I'd kind of like to. such a lovely thing it was such a lovely lovely thing <laughs> that somebody had even like you'd crossed their mind in some kind of a way that they wanted to just meet you I suppose and, and they just kept straight out asked you in a really earnest way and then that's an energy that I just wouldn't have um I don't know I, I guess you don't really find that too often um She emailed me back and instantly I just, I loved the way that she wrote and we were emailing back and forth. I remember thinking at the time that Sarah was a little bit aloof, like you wrote a message on Monday morning and she kind of responded like Tuesday afternoon and I would be like, oh my goodness, she's very cool. But it turned out that she had some kind of a internet minimizing software on her, on her, on her, on her laptop. Anyway, this is getting completely off topic. Yeah, we decided to go for a date or just meet up. Yeah, we both pretended it wasn't a date and then Sarah was half an hour late. And we went to the parlour. Um. <laughs> we sat on the sofa and talked for 
a really long time and almost forgot to pay for our food. And We were just really comfortable with each other. Everything just felt very easy. Um, just how we communicated with each other. Um, I was totally enamored by her. I don't even know what we talked about, but I was, I was completely enamored. And uh, we gave each other a really awkward hug leaving. It was like, okay, uh, well, see you again. I don't know. And what was the most odd of all was as the years went by, she kept growing older in the picture. In 10 years, the small girl had become a young woman. In 30 years, she was middle-aged. Then all at once, 54 years later, after it all happened, she disappeared from the picture altogether. You mean she died? I asked. Who knows, my grandmother said. Some very mysterious things go on in the world of witches. That's we met up again um, and went to go have a coffee and found ourselves like, oh, found, all we could talk about was how we, we weren't going to be girlfriends and we definitely weren't getting married. So it just felt so obvious. So it felt so obvious to me how well we fit together. And I just knew so quickly, I just saw this huge life appear in front of us. Um, and I guess that's why that day in the cafe, we just ended up talking about how we weren't going to be girlfriends and we weren't going to get married and we weren't going to do all these things in the future because we didn't know each other and that would be ridiculous. Very quickly, we fell in love just over like, a, I think it was like a, a couple of weeks, you know, we, we'd, we'd told each other that we loved each other and, um, and I'll never forget that feeling and, and very, very rapidly. And it was a lovely feeling. It was a lovely feeling, just like opening a book, and, and, it, and, it's, and it's a great book, and you just know it's going to be a great book on page one. And, and it was just like that. There, there was just there's just something very 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 special about about Sarah. I mean, I, I thought she was absolutely gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous, and uh, her half moon smile, her eyes were like little half half moons. She like she would um she sort of tilts her head back, and laughs and kind of looks down at you when she's laughing and it's just the most radiant expression and you feel very lucky to be in the field of vision of it. Um, I just, I felt like I saw something in us and how we clicked together and it just really made a lot of sense and you know there was always the issue in the background of Sarah having a um, having to go back to America potentially as well um, in the November and we had met in February. And we decided we were going to get um, our civil partnership before my visa ran out. We were not going to consider ourselves married until we actually were ready to do that and to actually get married. And But we still wanted to give our relationship a chance beyond that departure date that I would have possibly had to come back to America. We, we thought we'd treat it as a sort of an engagement, um, although it was a, obviously a big commitment. Um, it was a very small affair. We just had, like, my, my brother was there as a witness and, um, and uh, you know, Sarah's friend Lauren, who's now, who's now my, my friend as well, um, and my son Art. We did. Um, Oh, 
Sarah's relationship with, with art has always been um, my just one of the biggest things for me. Um, she, she was hugely respectful of, of, of you know the personal situation I was going going through at the at the time. Um, I met him when he was two. When we first got together, he had just turned two years old. You know, we would have always been very careful about her you know, not staying over on the nights that he was here and, you know, him coming in in the morning and there's some strange person in, in, in my in my bed or something. And I really loved um, that about Sarah, that she was just so understanding. Um, and now he's all, like, playing computer games and wanting to do all the fun things and make us laugh all the time. They just have their own special relationship and it's, it's a lovely thing. And the smoke at me billowed around her head in blue clouds. Her eyes were misty grey and they seem to be looking at something many miles away. At the, towards the end of 2014, we decided to start planning our actual wedding. So yeah, we, we then we got married in um, South Carolina. In August of this year. Um, just in the summer. And... In my mom's backyard and had a really beautiful, wonderful time. That was just honestly the, 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 the most beautiful day of my, of my life. And my dad did not attend. Seven years later, he's still not okay with it and still thinks it's a sin and um, most of my family, my extended family didn't attend. It was just my immediate family and friends and so that's difficult. You know, it never had any kind of social connections to it, any kind of societal repercussions, any kind of sense of right or wrong. It was just a colour. Well, it's still not legal to be married in Northern Ireland where I live now. So we're still just civilly partnered, but, um... You know, I don't feel that I have an identity because of it, basically. I think it, it doesn't set me out as having a specific identity. At least I feel like it shouldn't. Um, um, a lot of people seem to really own the word queer as well, and that's not really a word that I feel applies to me. I don't feel queer. I feel very normal. Um, I just, I love our life together. I love my life with Dawn and I feel like she really understands me and she's just so supportive in in me as a person just doing what I want to do in the world um we both just have that very clear idea of being individuals but um you know but also being a couple and, and how to respect each other's space we can do fun things together we can do the hard things together we can do sad we can do happy we can have the full range of human experiences together. And I, I feel like there could be nothing more normal than that. Thank you to Sarah Allen and Don Watson for sharing their story. A special thanks to Daphne Liu for all of her help on this episode. This has been a production of an N-Exact Science.